Welcome to Magnetic Success, the podcast for ambitious female entrepreneurs ready to ditch the struggle, unlock their inner power, break through their hidden mindset blocks, and up-level their life. I'm your host, Kirsty Kamarowskis, and I'm a mindset expert, success coach, and seven-figure entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be sharing powerful mindset tips, manifestation techniques, and spiritual tools and practices to help you embody the most successful version of you so you can leverage the power of your mind and law of attraction to transform your business from the inside out and create a life without limits. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to day seven of the 21-day Success Mindset Challenge. I've got a really good one for you today. It is a little bit longer than normal, but I'm telling you now, it's jam-packed with golden nuggets for you. It was actually taken from a workshop that I did recently, and it's all about how to recession-proof your mindset so that you can thrive in any economy. Enjoy. Today is all about how to recession-proof your mindset so that you can thrive in any economy. Because if you've been listening to me all week, you already know that our mind is more important than anything else. It's more important. The specific actions that we do, the specific how-tos, the specific strategies, it all comes down to our mind because everything starts in our mind. So as times become turbulent, which it's starting to look like they are about to, then we have to make sure that we manage the one place where we start all of our creation, where everything that we're experiencing in our lives is being created from, and that's our mind. So our job right now, and always actually, is to manage what is going on in there as best we can on a daily basis. So I'm just going to bring up my notes I want this to be really, really helpful for you. I want it to make an impact. I'm likely to be packaging this up as a masterclass afterwards to invite people to come and watch because I just think it's going to be really, really powerful. And some of the information you would have heard before, but all I'll say on that is just ask yourself, am I actually embodying this? Am I actually being this information? Am I living in accordance to this? Because if not, it's just a reminder to maybe go a bit deeper. Make sure you're integrating it at a deeper level in your daily life. So let's just get started. So I have around seven points to share with you. The number one, and you would have heard me say this before, time and time and time again, it's your ability to focus. This is going to become more and more important than it ever has been. Okay. This is going to be your number one. You need to focus on that vision. You need to focus on where you're going, where you want to be, who you want to be above all else, above everything that you hear. Because as we know from times where we've gone through recession before, as we know from our time going through COVID, when that first started coming out and the lockdown and all we heard on the news was how many people were dying every single day, just spreading wide, spread fear and panic and just, you know, infiltrating everyone's cells with just fear. And it's just not a good way to live, is it? It puts stress on the body it broke down people's health, certainly their mental health, resulting in physical health as well. And when we let this amount of fear and worry and panic and negativity and doubt into our minds, into our bodies, it does have such a huge impact on us. So we want to take our lessons from these past experiences and say, right, it's okay for me to be up to date with what's going on, but I do not need to be a plaything to it. I don't need to allow that to take more precedence more focus and more energy than me still creating my life. Because let's face it, in recessions, so many people are so, you know, in recessions, so many millionaires are made, so many billionaires are made. 
It's the time success comes to people who aren't following the crowd. When the crowd, you know, when the stock market's going up, when stocks are going up and everyone jumps on the end and they're buying because of FOMO, they're not the ones that are going to make the money. It's the people that were leading the way. It's the people that are doing, going left when everyone else is going right. It's the people that are creating their own path, right? If everyone else is doing something, thinking something, saying something, there's going to be a minority of people who are doing, thinking, saying, being, feeling the opposite. So there are, there's always contrast. There's always the opposites, okay? There's always a polar opposite of everything. So that even means in times like recession, there is an opportunity for you to do really, really well in your business, to make money, to become a millionaire, to actually do whatever you want to do if you're not one of the masses who says there's a recession, so that means I can't do anything, I can't be anyone. I literally have to put my life on hold for the next year, two years, three years, until it's over and then I can breathe again. Those are the people that aren't going to create success through the recession, people that are willing to look for the opportunities, look for the problems to solve, and then be of service and help. And it's those people that will create success, abundance, and wealth through the turbulent times because they're the people that are standing in their power. They're finding courage. They're choosing vision. They're choosing to focus on opportunity. They're choosing to focus on creation and not just responding to the outside world. Okay. So never before will focus on vision be so important. So I've just got a little a little uh, image that I share in Unstoppable. So in Unstoppable, we have a whole module about thoughts and changing negative thought patterns, focus, all this kind of stuff. So this is just a quick slide from there. So this is the old way, okay? This is how the masses live right now. This is living from the outside in, letting all of our outside conditions impact how we think, feel, act, and therefore what we bring into our lives and what we create in our lives. We're staring at the results. We're staring at what's happening. So for us, we're staring at the lack of sales, the lack of customers, the how hard it is, the technical problems, the confusion, the I don't know which way to go, blah, 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 right? So we're staring at that. And that, as we follow the red line round, is making us really unhappy as well. Follow the red line round to the top. From Because we're staring at this image, we're staring at this idea, this is our perception our thoughts are being created from this place, from this level of thinking. And what happens? Our thoughts create our emotions. Our emotions create our actions. If we're staring at the problems, the panic, and when we're talking about the recession, we're staring at the fear. We're listening to it all. We're buying into it. We're terrified. Everything's just going to go wrong. It's lack. It's scarcity. Our thoughts are coming from that level of mind. So we're thinking, damn, you know, our money's going to run out. There's definitely, there's not going to be anyone to buy. People don't buy in a recession, do they? Of course they don't. We all buy and we always, there's always going to be a market of people who will continue to buy no matter what happens. There's always going to be people with needs. There's always going to be people wanting to solve the problems that they have, regardless of the economy, regardless of the pandemic. People still need their problems solved. They still need help, right? Does that make sense? So, but we're thinking, oh my God, no one's ever going to buy from me. Like my business, I may as well just shut my business, close the doors, go and sit in my pajamas, watch Netflix for two years, eating chips, you know, and wake me up when it's all over. So the thoughts are going to be along those lines. The feelings are going to be sad, fear, depression, doubt, you know, just feeling like a victim, feeling helpless, feeling no control over our destiny whatsoever. And so from that feeling, that's going to create a state of being, which is where depression comes in. Anxiety, right? How many people felt anxiety and fear throughout the pandemic? 
it felt very real. And the more we practiced it, the more it became a state of being. So then how does that influence your behavior? Remember, we did this with looking at beliefs as well. You know, the thought, the feeling, the action. So looking at how this affects your behavior, are you going to be out shouting on social media about your, the solution that you've got for the world? How are you going to help people? Showing people how you can help them, showing them case studies and testimonials of people that you've helped. So putting yourself out there, being present, being visible. Are you going to be doing that if you think the whole world is over? No. So then it leads, follow it down, it leads to the same results over and over. We are repeating that pattern. So what we need to do, it's the new way, is we are not looking at the results. We are not looking at the fear, the doubt, the worry, the it's all over mentality. We're not looking at it. We're not staring the recession in the face. We're actually going back to our vision. And we're focusing on our vision. And we're getting emotionally involved with it. And we're excited because we know we're creating our reality. We know that law of attraction is responding to our thoughts. So no, we're diverting our attention. We're keeping it on our vision. We're keeping it on our goals. And that's going to give us different thoughts. Suddenly we'll have an idea. Suddenly we'll see something on Facebook where someone is desperate for a solution to a problem. And we're like, damn, I pretty much do that. I just haven't got it in that offer right now. So I'm going to put an offer out there because I can see all these people out there. They're terrified. They need this. They need that. Whatever it is, I've got an idea. I've got a solution for them. I'm going to put it out there and see if they want it. Everyone jumps on it. Everyone wants to buy your thing, right? Because you're helping, you're serving, you're solving. So when you have these thoughts, you're feeling good. You're feeling confident. You're feeling empowered, which is one of the most important feelings to feel because you're standing in your personal power. You're watching what's going on. You're accepting what's going on. You're okay with what's going on, but you're not allowing it to create and dictate your life and your circumstances. So instead, you're feeling empowered. You're feeling confident. You're feeling unstoppable. You're feeling strong. And from that, you are putting these actions. Not only do you get the idea that you then go and put it into reality, you take the action towards it, you implement it, you make shit happen, for want of a better phrase, right? So you're actually doing the things that you're, you're being given the inspiration, the ideas, because you're open to receiving it. You know, these ideas are out there all the time for all of us. There's probably a million and one million dollar ideas surrounding us all the time. They're going to go to the mind that is the most fertile and most open. But when we're staring at the recession, staring at the news, staring at the panic, we are so closed off to everything. We can't see it. We can't hear it. We can't feel it. We are just in a little self-imposed prison of our mind. So we want to be focusing on our vision. We want that to inspire our thinking, which we, and we want that to create our emotions, our state of being, and we want that to drive our behavior because then we're going to get completely different results that make us happy that have a gold circle around them because they're covered in abundance. <laughs> happy results, happy people stay focused on that vision, right? So I just like to share a graphic every now and again, because I know it helps. So number two is we don't want to, you've heard me half about this already. So I won't go on about this one, but you don't want to be in a constant fight with your willpower and your conscious mind, right? You want to be addressing the 90%. You want to be going deeper. You don't want to be in a constant battle of, oh, I know this, I'm doing the mindset practices, but my paradigm's putting me this way, but I feel this and I feel that, and there's doubt, and there's this time it didn't work, and that time it didn't work, and who are you to be doing this, and how are you going to be doing that, and you're no good, inner critic, all the rest of it, all the old paradigm, all the old thoughts, all the old emotions, all the old state of being, all the old actions, all the old results. So we want to be doing this subconscious work. And part of this, which I haven't talked about, which might be eye-opening for some of you. So 
when we are sat there on the sofa watching the TV and we're just chilled and our minds are open, we're just watching TV, because we're focusing on what they're saying, because we're relaxed, we're in a relaxed state, our subconscious mind is wide open to receiving anything it hears. Advertisers know, and that is why they are very deliberate, very intentional in their words. They know that people are just sat there watching TV and they know that they can create messages that just go straight into the subconscious, straight into our belief system, creating new beliefs without us even knowing. Politicians know it. They're very, very deliberate in their wording, in what they say, how they say it, in planting ideas. They're very deliberate marketing, advertising, in changing beliefs, creating new beliefs, shifting perceptions, okay? So if during, this is all part of the subconscious, this is, although this isn't working on the subconscious and and weeding out the stuff that's not helping you, this is about, you've got to also put a layer of protection where you start to reject things that are coming in. Otherwise, you're just building on the old limiting belief systems that you already have that you don't want. You don't want to be making them stronger or bringing any new in, right? So if the news is on, be aware of what is going into your mind and be willing to reject what you're hearing. Otherwise, it's just going to be planted, planted, planted. Your subconscious is listening. It's open. And all of these things go in and just start creating havoc in the mind. And you'll know because you'll start feeling fear, anxiety. You'll be worried. It's because you are taking on board other people's worries. And it's the same especially in these kind of times, listening to the family, listening to anyone that doesn't understand law of attraction and how we create our own lives, they are all going to be fearful. They are all going to be saying all these things. And it's really, really important that you make a decision that you get to choose whether to embody and adopt their belief system rather than create your own new belief system. So it might sound weird that you find it so hard to overcome an old program, an old belief system that's negative, yet you can easily adopt someone else's that's negative. And it's because when you're watching the news, when you're listening to other people, when a thought is combined with a really strong emotion, fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, any of these things, panic, right? It goes straight in. The subconscious mind, the language of the subconscious mind is images and it's emotions. It's how it speaks. It's how it responds. It's it's how you condition it and reprogram it. So that powerful, it's like, you know, when you just feel like you read something or you hear something and you're just like, oh my God, and you feel it in your body. That's going in. (laughs) That is going in. So that's why it's so easy. We find it so easy to adopt belief systems, negative and scary and fear-driven. And it's because our brain is geared for survival. Like it pricks its ears up. It's just like, what's that? What's that? How am I going to keep you safe? So we want to be really mindful about what we're letting in. And you you know this anyway, and I'm sure most of you are really careful with what news you watch, what you listen to, and all the rest of it. But this is why, because we don't want to be just readily accepting fear and worry and panic and doom and gloom. And remember, like the pandemic, I can believe it, just this many people have died now and this many people have died now. And, you know, and even I'd go on to, I'd see members of my family, my extended family, like recounting the death count every single day in a Facebook post. And I'm just like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why aren't we focusing on the things that we can control, which is us, our emotions, our thoughts? Why aren't we spreading love? Why aren't we spreading light? Why aren't we spreading hope, right? Confidence, dreams. Why aren't we trying to turn this around in a different way? rather than jumping on the fear wagon and feeling like our life is all over. 
So yeah, so we so we want to be really mindful. One, we want to be doing the reprogramming work and weeding out the crap that's in there that we don't want in there anymore because it's already creating the results that we've got. Two, we want to be rejecting anything coming in. And again, I go through this in much deeper detail than Unstoppable. I teach my clients the two parts of the mind, how to use them, how to use your conscious mind to actually reprogram your subconscious mind. So you understand the roles a lot better and you understand what you're doing because that makes this so much easier when it makes sense, right? So you attract what you focus on, period. So again, this is going back to the focus on your vision of your circumstances. This is about not living conditionally. It is about living from within, choosing to focus on what you want to focus on, living from within and not allowing the outside world to dictate how you think, feel, act and choose. You know, you're making choices and decisions every single day and that's all going to be impacted, whether it's coming from love, hope, confidence, vision, or fear, panic, my life is over, right? All of your decisions are going to be based on one or the other or somewhere in between. So we want to be empowered. We want to take our power back. And we take our power back through managing our mind, through knowing what's going in there, through rejecting the stuff we don't want. Think of your mind, your subconscious mind, like a garden. And it's super fertile soil. What seeds do you want to be planting in there to grow some are going to grow into rose bushes. Some are going to grow into weeds. So we don't, you know, all this negativity, it's going to be growing weeds upon weeds upon weeds. And that's going to impact all of your results. So we don't want that. We want to be planting the apple trees and the rose bushes, right? So you get to choose. So the next thing, which is perfect timing, really, is choosing to lean into faith instead of being crippled by fear. So again, this is something I help my clients with. We won't ever get rid of fear like you're never going to not feel fear the only time you won't feel fear is if you're not doing anything to grow or change or take yourself forward or break through to a new version of yourself or expand but then you might have the fear of staying the same so actually I think you're always gonna have the fear even if you avoid doing anything then there's going to be the fear of nothing ever changing right so we're always going to have fear and every time we up level, we've got new things that we need to do. We've got to learn something new. We've got to do something new. It isn't comfortable. We've got to be out of our comfort zone and we've got to be willing to do that. So we have to be willing to face our fears instead of fighting them. We don't want to fight them because they just get louder. Remember, what you focus on persists, where focus goes, energy goes, energy flows. So whatever you're focusing on, whether it's fear, if you're trying to get rid of fear, you're actually making the fear bigger because you're just focusing on it, right? What we need to do is accept it's there. And then we need to choose faith instead. We need to choose belief. We need to choose trust. So we need to be thinking, okay, I know that I'm feeling fearful of this, but if I'm coming from a place of faith, a place of love, what would my actions be instead when it comes to my business, when it comes to how I'm showing up every day? Coming from a place of faith, what would I do differently? Coming from a place of love, what is the message I'd be sharing? How would I be speaking? How would I be working? How would I be showing up? What are the emotions I'd be feeling, right? So again, going back to COVID, so many millionaires were made again. Millionaires upon millionaires, people inventing things, creating things. Obviously, a lot of people that decided to sell sanitizer and, and all of that and masks, millionaires overnight. So again, we can choose fear. And we can follow the masses, follow the crowd, move along. We can be the sheep and we can just buy into the fear and the panic. Or we can step back and say, what is the opportunity here? How can I help? How can I make this better? 
how can I serve, right? Because anyone that's in any kind of coaching, businesses will still need to grow. Businesses will still need coaching and teaching. Anyone that's in any mindset or healing, people will need it more than ever. So don't allow your mind to convince you that no one's going to buy anything from you and no one needs you because there's a recession, because all you'll be doing is projecting your beliefs onto your customers. And they might be picking them up and going "Mm," subconsciously and be like, "Mm, yeah, okay. Always know there are people out there that need what you've got. That is a belief that we need to adopt. If you adopt that belief, they will find you. If you don't have that belief, you will find it hard to find clients. So it's a belief that is especially right now required to be adopted, okay? There's always people out there that need what you've got. Always, always, always. There's a reason you created it. You have customers, you have clients, you have happy ones. You make their lives better with your business in whatever way you do that. People are always going to want that. It's just about accessing the right people. There's still millionaires out there. There's still people that are very wealthy that aren't going to be negatively impacted by the recession. They still need and want their stuff, whatever that is, right? Your service, your product, whatever it is, they still need it. So don't get caught into that lack and scarcity mindset. So learning from, I'm going to go into abundance mindset actually and just switch it around. So from this point, we need to learn to cultivate an abundance mindset, okay? So we, you are going to be driven from all your outside sources, from the papers, from your friends, from your family, from the news, to focus on the lack, to focus on everyone's money disappearing, like the house markets crashing, all the stuff that comes with it, jobs being lost, no one can afford this, no one can afford that. So all of your outside world is going to be pulling you that way. It's up to you to cultivate an abundance mindset because this world keeps generating all the time. When you look at the very essence of what nature is, it's always expanding and growing. You only need to look at wildlife to see this is true. This is nature. This is life force. This life force is going through each one of us. It's around us. It's in us, right? When you look at a plant, like I had branches, loads of branches, a tree at the back of my back garden got absolutely butchered because it had some problem with it and it wasn't safe. And I was absolutely gutted. Within three or four months, suddenly a load of branches and greenery just started growing. It was like it couldn't help itself. It needed to come out and grow and keep going and keep going and keep going. Where I used to live, there were some terrible fires years and years and years ago that burnt down forests like on both sides of this sort of main road. And it was so upsetting. And for a couple of years, it was just all black and brown and just dead. Yet move forward a few years, trees, bushes, plants like so green, so much wildlife there. This is the nature of us as human beings, of wildlife, of Mother Earth, of life force, we will always be growing. There was, there's always more. There's always more. There's always more. When we think about money, and I know this is a, a whole big topic in its own, we touched on it a bit yesterday, there is always more money being created. There's about 17 new millionaires a day. So where are those extra millions coming from? If there is a small pot that we all just get part of, and then the money's gone, it's dried up, how are we creating 17 new millionaires a day in America alone, right? Like, where is it coming from? It is never ending. It's expansive and it continues to expand and it will go to the people that receive it, that are an energetic match for it, not lack. It will go to the people that are living abundantly, feeling abundant, thinking abundantly. It's not going to go where it's not recognized, where it's not demanded, where it's not seen. There's never going to be a lack. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. 
okay? So we need to create a rock solid money mindset. And again, I mentioned it yesterday. If you want the details for I am a money magnet to help you through that, it's a three-week money manifesting program with daily tasks every single day, then that could help you because that subject on its own took three weeks to just sort of get into. So start celebrating what you have. The first step in creating an abundance mindset is just start noticing what you already have. Celebrate it. Be aware of what your money's already given you. Instead of saying there's not enough, there's never enough, I struggle, I find it hard, you know, I need more. And even when you get some, it's like, oh, it's still not enough. It's still not, you know, there's no gratitude. There's no appreciation. And it might be really, really hard to get there. But that is the starting place of an abundance mindset is to see, choose to see the abundance in your life. It could be an abundance of love. It could be an abundance of plants in your house that give you joy. It could be an abundance of something. Maybe you collect perfumes. Maybe you collect, I don't know, mugs, gorgeous mugs. Maybe you collect gorgeous journals, things that don't cost a lot, but they give you gratitude. They make you feel good. Maybe it's candles. Maybe you buy yourself flowers every week. Like that's something that I do and I love it. It makes me feel abundant. I appreciate every time I look at them, I appreciate them. They make me feel so good. It's cultivating that, that way of being, that way of acting, that way of thinking. And it's that energy, right? So celebrate see what you have, acknowledge what you have. Remember, there's so many more people so worse off than you, right? So we can start to tap into how grateful we are. And we want to compound it. While we're what the person, you know, the rest of the planet, while they're watching the news, giving up on their life, terrified, buying into the fear and the panic, and it's not their fault, and I'm not judging them for this. I'm just saying we get to choose whether that's us or not. But while they're all doing this, they are compounding fear, they are compounding lack, they're compounding scarcity, they're compounding worry, anxiety. It's going to be having a negative effect on their body, on their mental health. It's going to be attracting, creating a new point of attraction for them that's going to attract them more circumstances to prove that this is all right and this is all very real, right? Because they're just attracting that because that's the level they're on, right? We get to create an abundance mindset, live in gratitude, and we get to compound that. Would you rather compound gratitude, abundance doesn't have to be money, it's relationships, it's friendships, it's the work that we do, the impact that we make, wherever, we can see it wherever we want, we can go to the beach and see abundance and how many grains of sand there are, we can look at a tree in the garden and see how many branches, how many leaves, how many blades of grass out there, just by acknowledging abundance is one of the biggest things, right, so cultivating an abundance mindset so that you can start overpowering the feelings of anxiety, the feelings of fear, because it's very normal for us to pick them up. It's go, you know, it'll be in the energetic field, it'll be everywhere. So another thing we could do actually is we need to learn to protect our energy. That's something else that I share in Unstoppable is creating those shields and so that you can protect yourself against allowing other people's energy into, because you can pick up the energy before you've even realized you've picked up the thought, right? It's powerful stuff. So this one's really, really good and really powerful for us, recession or not. This one's really, really important. Really, really important, okay? And it's to learn from failure and remove all negative meaning. So it's not the failure that's the problem. We are entrepreneurs. We're going to get it wrong most of the time. That's how we find out what works. When we think about the light bulb, how many times... 
says different things on the internet, a thousand or 10,000 times. He didn't say he failed. He said he found 999 ways that did not work, right? So it's not the failure that's the problem. We're going to get it wrong. We need to be open to getting it wrong. It's what we tell ourselves that is the problem. It's the meaning we give it. It's the power we give it. It's whether we use that experience to reinforce a negative and disempowering self-image that we've got in our subconscious of ourselves, our self-concept, because our failures can compound a limiting self-image, which is just basically making that belief stronger and stronger that we're not good enough, that we can't do it. See, this hasn't worked out for me again. See, I knew it. That's why I believe this. People are telling me that my beliefs come first. What crap? I believe this because this is what's happening. That's happening because of the subconscious belief, but we can't see it, right? We're feeding it with our inner dialogue. We're feeding it by being super critical. We're feeding it with judgment and blame and shame around something not working. But we have to be willing for something not to work, to find the things that, for not to work, to find the things that do work. So it's failure. You've heard it before. Failure is feedback. And if you're bored of hearing that, because I know it gets thrown around all the time, just instead just say, you know, it, let's just not call it failure. These are the ways that I found that don't get the result that I want, right? Like it's, we're not saying it's a failure every time we're saying I'm a failure. And that's what the problem is. Like, how does that feel if you've had something that you've done that didn't work out? And then you start layering on top. I'm a failure. I, I can't do it. I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I wouldn't be able to do it. My God, why can't I do it? Why is it so much easier for them and not me? What is wrong with me? Have you been there before? And if so, how does it make you feel when you do that? Because we're just compounding. We're compounding failure. We're compounding negativity, negative self-perception, right? We're compounding our limitations. We're growing our limitations instead of our belief. So why would we want to do that? So it's okay to get it wrong. It doesn't matter. It's part of business. You have to get it wrong. Like even looking at all the people out there that are killing it, they've got it wrong so many times to be able to get it right. Yeah. And that's okay. And they had to pick themselves up time and time and time again. Was it Samuel L. Jackson who got his first big acting gig, I think, when he was in his 40s. It was someone like that. So one of these actors I absolutely adore. And I was really surprised to find that out because I think that's quite, for us, it's not old, but I think in the acting industry, it's deemed old. Um, if you haven't made your, had your break by then, how many times did he fail? How many times did he get rejected? How many times was he told no, right? But he didn't say, I'm a failure. He didn't give up on his dream. He didn't give up on his vision. So instead of saying, I failed, I'm no good, just say, this wasn't the right way for me. This isn't my path. I'm going to figure out a different way. I can figure it out. I always figure it out. This is okay. It's the attachment that we put on the outcome. So whether we're doing a promotion, whether we've got a sales call, whether we've got a launch, all these things, we stack attachment to the outcome. If I don't get this, I'm a failure. If I don't get this, this means this, this means this, this means this. And we have so much attachment, so much negative energy we have so much you know we're trying to control and you know make it happen force it to happen and it just ruins it all anyways that alone is not going to create the outcome that isn't coming from a place of trust and surrender that isn't allowing the universe to help that isn't allowing law of attraction to do its role it's saying right 
I want you to come and do this. I want you to come and do this. Get me this outcome. But it has to be in this way by this date with this many people at that price point, And it has to happen now. Otherwise, this just doesn't work. Right. There's just we're blocking it all off. We're blocking it all off to us. So the fastest way to remove the outcome and remove the attachment is to change what failure means to you and perhaps start using a different word. Maybe just start saying it's just not yet. It doesn't need to be failure. OK, not yet. Not this way. Again, this is something that's going to be really, really important as times do change, and as times do feel more difficult. The more self-image work you do, the more work you do on yourself, your self-concept, how you see yourself, the less, the more untouchable you'll feel, the more empowered and powerful you'll feel in, your, in creating your own reality, in creating your own circumstances and not at the, you know, at the, I can't think of the word, the puppet to whatever's going on in the economy, you know, that's not going to be holding your strings. You're going to be holding your own strings. So I just love it. Like we had, we have a joke in there we did when we did this last round we were joking because you know I refer to it as Rebecca version 2.0 or Kirsty version 2.0 and they've had so many different versions they're just like what version am I on now you know <laughs> like what version am I, am I walking around now because they just keep up leveling and up leveling and up leveling and this is so much to do with the self-image work but so much to do with all this stuff everything that I've been sharing with you like this is just all so powerful and it really can be compacted and you can immerse yourself in such a small time to get such massive results. But again, it's down to the person, the willingness, the openness, the commitment, the just surrender to the process and to allowing it all to work through them as well. So I just love that. So that was the picture that I was showing you. This is when we talk about the self-image. This is the neurological levels of change. So this is an NLP model that talks about the six levels of change, okay? And you can see, aside from purpose, you know, if we choose a new purpose or mission in our life, then it's going to change everything we do. So that's the very top. But the next one down is the identity or self-image, how, how I refer to it, the self-image. When you tackle these top levels, so when you go right to the top and tackle it, it's going to transform and change all the levels below it. So the values and belief, if you change your self-image, how you see yourself, your self-concept, subconsciously and consciously, and you're deliberately being, allowing this version of you that's already in there to come out, right? Your values and beliefs are going to be different because they're aligned to this new self-image, this new version of you. And because of this, the things that you can do, you know, you will learn skill, the skills that are aligned to that self-image. You'll be able to do different things. Your behavior will change. Your your um, choices and your decisions will change. Your habits will change because you're walking around as this new person. You see yourself in a completely different light. The things you do are going to be different. The thoughts you have are different. The emotions you have. So when we go right to the top of this pyramid and we make the change up there, we're going to inadvertently change everything else in the pyramid. So we're changing ourselves at every single level. Environments, things like in our businesses, things like you know, our workspace, where we're choosing to work, it's the people that we work with, the people that work for us, all that, you know, our tech, like all sorts of stuff like that. So it's all the stuff that's sort of around us. But we tend to do as people, what we tend to do is go in and we'll start by changing the environment, right? I'm going to go and work at a coffee shop or I'm going to get this new microphone because that's going to make me an excellent podcast person, podcast host. But actually, if you don't see yourself as an excellent podcast host, the microphone's not going to make a damn bit of difference at all because what you're battling with is your concept of you right so it's like if you have a diet if you want to lose weight 
and you don't connect to yourself as that version of you that's healthy, that's slimmer, that's, you know, focused on nutrition and health and more vibrant and more energetic, if you still identify subconsciously with the version of you that maybe is eating the unhealthy foods, that isn't doing the things, that's frustrated, that's comfort eating, that finds it really, really hard, you, you have this identity that you've always been overweight, you're always going to be overweight, that weight's hard to lose for you, these are all the beliefs. If that's all in there on a subconscious level because of past experiences, because of what you've been told as a child, then you can change your environment at the bottom level and go to the gym and start working out. But this is a typical New Year's thing. Within a week, you're back on the sofa because you haven't tackled the top level of change. So you're working really hard with just willpower, but you've got nothing subconsciously involved, right? And it's the same, like you can change your behavior, you can change what you're eating, you can go on the diet, you can get the personal trainer. But if you haven't changed your values, do you still value junk food more than healthy food? Is your energy more important than your comfort through emotional eating, right? Is your, do you value exercise and moving your body and moving your energy? Or do you value Netflix, potato chips, sofa? So all of these things will change when we change our self-image. We're changing everything below. So I just wanted to share that one with you as well. I hope that was helpful and hasn't confused you. But this is why the self-image from all of this stuff, like I told you, we go two to four weeks in Unstoppable, but really the whole 12 weeks is around aligning to your new self-image. But this is why this is so key, because when you change that, you're going to change everything else that you do, the way you show up, the way you act, the way you, you know, show up to your customers, the, the things that you choose to sell, everything. So that's just really, really important. So keep working on that self-image all the time, that concept you have of yourself. Keep working on that throughout any difficult times, throughout all the good times. Compound that. Compound how amazing you are. Right, guys, I've just got two more to go, and then I will let you off the hook for not just the day, but for the week. So stand in your own personal power. So we've kind of been talking about this a lot anyway. So it really is, don't allow yourself to feel a victim of circumstance. Remember, you are responsible for your own life. You can change it. You have the power to create any different circumstance in your life, to create any different result in your business. You have that power. So long as you're not feeling like a victim to what's, to feeling like life is happening to you, the results you're not getting in your business is happening to you, that it's that client's fault, that prospect's fault, like no one you know, it's something that they're doing. It's not, it's coming from inside. It's something that's going on in our conscious mind. So stand in your power and take that control. It's the best news ever that we create our own circumstances because it means we can change them. It means we're in control. And we just need to start seeing that and realizing it and acknowledging it and claiming it and being willing to do it, right? So last one, don't stand in indecision. <laughs> or stay in the waiting game. So Napoleon Hill in Thinking Grow Rich talks about making decisions, okay? And this is something that just, I see time and time again, keeps people stuck for years making a decision. You know when there's something that you wanna do, it's really uncomfortable, so you don't do it. You kind of, who waits for the right time for something, always? And when does that right time ever come? When does it ever happen? Like there is never a right time for anything. You hear people, you know, when. People are thinking about having kids. It's like, oh, just wait, wait for the right time. Wait for the money to be right and the this to be right and the relationship to be right and the house to be right. They will wait years and years and years and years and maybe never have them, right? Because there's never, in my experience, there's never a right time to have a kid. It's, you know, 
it changes your whole life, right? You just got to go with it. You just got to go for it. And the reason people don't want to is because of the fear. It's the fear. And this isn't a conversation about kids because everyone's different and each their own and all the rest of it. It's just an example of, you know, when people realize they want this thing now, whether it be a kid, whether it be starting a business, whatever it is, I want this thing now, but actually I'm a bit scared to do it now. So I'm just going to wait until the time feels like it's more comfortable, till it feels like it's more right. But life is happening around us all the time. Everything is always changing. Life is in constant flow, so it never stays the same. So we can't control that. We can't control everything. We can create, but we can't always control the stuff that's happening. So, we, you know, if we get a recession, we can't control that. But we can create from within that. And we can create our circumstances outside of that. So they don't have to be as negatively impacted you know, as they are for others. So so we want to make decisions. We don't want to be waiting. We don't want to be saying every time we wait, we're attracting more waiting with law of attraction, right? So if there's things you know you need to do in your business right now, even if there's changes you need to make, things with products, things with clients, make the decision because that decision is not going to go away. The thing that you have to do is not going to go away. It's still going to be there in six months, three months, a year, two years, only you've wasted all that time. So And this is the reason it's relevant for this recession is because, you know, like I said earlier, we could be waiting for the recession to be over. We could be waiting for the economy to pick up. We could be waiting, 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 waiting. All these reasons to wait and not getting on with our purpose, our work, our, you know, our making an impact, our business, growing our business, helping more people, creating more products, selling. We could be waiting until we feel like people are buying again before we sell. But they're just going to buy off someone else instead of you, right? That's all that's going to happen because we're not willing to make the decision. We need to be willing to make the decision that actually, regardless of a recession or not, I will still grow my business. What an intention, what a powerful intention to have for throughout turbulent times, right? When we say we're waiting for more money, more clients, till we've got a bigger business before we're willing to invest in ourselves, before we're willing to invest in a program that we need, a, a platform that we know we want to go on or that we want to learn more about. Or we we need to outsource something that we hate doing. It's not in alignment. We've talked about that, right? But we know our business needs it. And we know someone will do it so much better, but we're waiting. But we also know it will grow our business and make more sales. But we're waiting until the right time. We're waiting until we make more money, even though that's the thing that would make us more money. See how we stay caught in this trap, whether it's investing in a coach, investing in a mentor, investing in a freelancer to help with your emails, to help with your funnel, you know, whatever it is. So just think right now, where am I waiting? What do I, what is my intuition, my heart telling me that I need to do in my business that's going to help me grow my business, make more money, whatever it is. And why, what am I waiting for? Because you don't need to go out and do that thing straight away. You don't need to immediately go out and hire the person. You just need to make the decision, right? And I was talking to someone about this yesterday. We need to make the decision. What holds most of us back is that we don't make the decision. We're waiting to make the decision until our circumstances change, but our circumstances won't change until we change. We need to change ourselves to change our circumstances. So all we're saying is we're choosing waiting. But if we make the decision, we're giving law of attraction something to work with. We're giving our intention something to work with. And don't we always, once we've decided, what, what is it? What a relief is it when there's something we've been waiting to make a decision on and then we make it and it just feels like a weight's been lifted off our shoulders. Yet we carry that indecision around with us for ages and ages and it can hold us back so much in our business so we need to make the decision make the decision before you've got the money make the decision before you've got the extra clients make the decision before the economy changes make the decision before 
because you are attracting your own circumstances, your own things to help you. So when you make that decision, you're setting a goal. That's what's going to happen. When you make the decision, you commit yourself, don't you, internally, and actually you decide that you're going to make it happen. You're going to find a way. How resourceful do we get when we decide that? Suddenly, we think of a way that we hadn't thought of before because all the time we were we were choosing waiting. We weren't making the decisions, so we were just waiting to decide. So does that make sense? Because I see so many clients get caught with this. I know I've been caught with this so much in my past, so much. So many things I should have just at least decided because then I could have set the ball in motion, right? What we don't change, we are choosing. And that's probably one of the most powerful things I want to leave you with. What you are not changing right now in your business, in yourself, in your growth, you are choosing. It might not feel like a choice, but if you're not choosing to change it, then you are choosing to be it, to have it, to feel stuck with it. So you have the power to decide. You have the power to change. Okay, change your life through your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your decisions. So whatever happens, don't stop making decisions. Don't sit in indecision. Don't sit waiting because nothing's going to happen when we're waiting. It just does not happen. So look, I know I've given you like quite a big list with a few key points on it today. It's a lot, but know that if you implement this, if you actually start embodying this, then everything in your life is going to change. Everything can change. There's not going to be any stopping you. You'll become unstoppable. You'll be thriving. You really can thrive through a recession. You really can thrive in any economy. And right now, you can thrive in your business by implementing some of these things, by working on yourself, by thinking differently, by remember that model, by looking at things differently, changing your perception, going to your vision, thinking, thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviors equals outcome, right? But I also know from my clients, from myself, that the way we tend to operate it is we just tend to collect information. So there is a big difference between the intellectually knowing it and embodying it. So now is all about embodiment. If you know this stuff, if you've heard it a million times, now your role is to embody it, okay? You need to become it. You need to implement it. You need to reprogram your mind because otherwise your paradigm is just going to kick up again, as it always does, right? Who are you to be doing this? You're an imposter. You're not good enough. It's never worked for you before. Stay here. Stay safe. You know, the voice of fear, the voice of doubt, the voice of panic. Don't go out there. You don't know what's out there. You might fail. And then it kind of just claws you back from being brave, from being courageous, for stepping into the unknown and for actually going after your dreams. So embody this information. You are right now sat on a gold mine. Okay, the gold mine of your mind. You are sat on a gold mine. You have the ability to create anything. You have the ability to change anything in your life. You've got everything you need inside of you right now. It's not in a program. It's not in a platform. It's not in a strategy. You are powerful. You are perfect as you are right now. And you have the ability and you deserve to create the life that you've been dreaming of. It's there for you. You just need to claim it and know that it's yours because it is. So just remember that, okay? I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's inspired you to unlocking more of the success that's already within you. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of the episode and all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcast as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode and that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps me figure out how I can serve and support you moving forward. And if you want to go deeper, follow me on the grams at Kirsty Kamarowskis for more inspiration or visit my website at www.mindmuse.co.uk. Okay.